Chapter 18, 5.25 p.m. We had been in Monkey Moor for almost the two-hour limit. It was time to change and regroup, and hopefully figure out what to do next. We swung away through the trees, far from Visser Three. We scampered down to the ground and began to demorph. Tobias flew up and landed on a fallen tree beside us, since there were no low branches. There was a black, singed area on his tail. Tobias! Cassie cried. She rushed over to him as soon as she was human again. I'm fine, Tobias said as Cassie lifted his tail to check for damage. But someone took a shot at me and almost hit me. I guess one of the human controllers must have been a bird watcher. He knew red tails don't fly in the Amazon. But before they chased me off, I saw them working on our crashed bugfighter. Three taxons crawling all over it, repairing it, and a bunch of Horkbajir shooting anything they didn't like. I told Tobias what we'd overheard Visser Three saying. They need the bugfighter to get back to the right time. I don't know why, and Axe doesn't know why. Axe was fully Andalite again. He held up the yellow disc. They cannot fly that bugfighter without this. I guarantee it. He was still focusing on that, not thinking ahead to the fact that we needed the Yerks to have the stupid computer now. I know it sounds weird, but I was actually mad at Axe for not seeing what an idiot I'd been. I wanted someone just to say, Jake, you've blown it, man. You're not the leader anymore. It would have been a relief. Jake! Rachel hissed. What? Don't move. Don't anyone move a muscle, Rachel said. I moved nothing but my eyes. From the bushes around us, utterly silent, the heads began to rise. Beside each head, a spear, cocked and ready to fly. I think the local guys have the drop on us, Marco said nervously. I was amazed. It is impossible to sneak up on an andalite. It is even more impossible to sneak up on a red-tailed hawk. And yet, about twelve guys, some older, some younger, all with intense jet-black eyes and black hair, had done just that. There was no doubt in my mind that if we even twitched, let alone attacked, Twelve poison-tipped spears would fly, and the six of us would go down permanently. Uh, Gassy? Margo whispered. You're the tree-hugging, save-the-rainforest, love-the-planet person here? Who are these guys? Humans, Cassie said. No, duh, Margo said. That's all I know. Humans. Some bunch of people who live here. What am I, an encyclopedia or something? I don't think they like us. Rachel said, but they don't look like they want to kill us. I recognized one of the faces. It was the kid who'd thrown a spear at me before. His alert, black eyes watched me. Rachel was right. They didn't like us. I wonder if they saw us morph. I decided to try raising my hands in a gesture of peace. Slowly, slowly, I raised my hands, palm out. No one stabbed a spear in me. That was a good sign. I took a deep breath. Until that moment, I'd forgotten to breathe. Hello. We, um, we don't want any trouble, I said. You got that right, Marco whispered. One of them stepped forward and came right up to face me. He may have been thirty, or forty, or eighty. I couldn't be sure. But he was definitely the leader of the group. You could tell. He was wearing extremely little. So little, I think Rachel and Cassie would have been embarrassed if they weren't busy being terrified. 
the man lowered his spear and peered intently into my face. He spoke, but it was no language I knew. Sorry, I don't speak, um, whatever. The man thought that over for a moment. Then he pointed a finger at me and said, Makako. I guess when I didn't understand that either, he decided I was an idiot. He launched into an amazingly good pantomime of a monkey. Oh, monkey? Monkey is Makako? The man nodded and smiled. Then the smile was gone. He jabbed a finger right in my chest. Makako. Tu. Espiritu Makako. Whoa, Marco said. That's Spanish. Espiritu means spirit or soul. Maybe it's Portuguese, Cassie said. They speak Portuguese in Brazil. This man is probably the headman of his village. He probably has some dealings with the Brazilians. He must have learned some Portuguese. Portuguese, Spanish, they're sort of alike, Marco said. Spanish is all my grandmother speaks, and my mother grew up speaking Spanish. So you can translate? Rachel asked. Well, no. I mean, I know maybe 50 words, but it's easy to figure out what he's saying. He's saying Jake is a monkey spirit. Espiritu macaco. So they did see us morph, I said. I nodded at the man. Yes, espiritu macaco. Yes, I was a monkey spirit. He looked hard at Axe, at his extra stalk eyes and his wicked tail. Mo. Giapo. I'm guessing he's calling Axe a devil, Marco said. I shook my head firmly. No, Mal. No, Giabo. The man glared at Axe. Then he took the butt of his spear and began to draw something in the dirt. It took a few seconds for me to recognize it. It was a creature with two arms, two legs, and a tail. It had blades on its elbows, knees, and head. The man pointed at the drawing. Giabo. Monstro. I swear, I almost started laughing in sheer relief. The man had drawn a hork Yes, definitely. Mal, diabo, monstro, and any other bad word you can think of. I took my bare foot and rubbed out the drawing. He liked that, Rachel said. The guy grinned and slapped his chest. Polo. That's either his name or his favorite brand of shirt, Marco said. I pointed at myself and said, Jake. The man nodded. Then he rubbed out what was left of the Horkbajir picture. He grinned a huge grin. He laughed out loud, and all his men and boys laughed with him. Even the kid who tried to shish-kebab me. You know, I think I like these guys, Rachel said. Suddenly, the skies opened up, and rain came pouring down on us. Pouring down like we were standing under Niagara Falls. Polo grabbed my hand and forearm in a strong grip. We were sealing a deal. Diabos. Mata diabos. I think he said hunt, uh, kill the devils, Marco said. I looked into Polo's eyes. I had no doubts. That is exactly what he said. Polo and his people stepped back into the bushes, and in an instant they were invisible in the pouring rain. Those little guys up against hork warriors? Rachel shook her head skeptically. I have a feeling about those little guys, Cassie said. I think maybe this forest is theirs, and they don't like a bunch of alien diabos stomping around, killing everything in sight. Better to have them on our side than against us, that's for sure. 
Suddenly, I felt really tired. Too many dangers. Too much adrenaline. And even though it was just late afternoon here, in Brazil, in this time, my own body had been awake and fighting and morphing for almost 24 hours. The rain was just absolutely pouring down from the sky. Tobias couldn't even think about flying. I could see I wasn't the only one exhausted. So this would be the rain part of rainforest, Marco said. They don't do anything halfway around here, do they? We trudged through the downpour, drinking our fill from the water that drained down off the leaves. But finally, I could see that no one could go any farther. At least I couldn't. Time was running out. We had just about three hours. We had no solid plan. It was the worst possible time for a rest. But there was no going on. Not yet. Let's take a break, I said. Where? Marco asked. I flopped down in the mud and rested my back against a tree. Right here, man. Right here. Cassie came and sat beside me. The noise of the falling rain made our conversation private. How are you doing? Cassie asked me. I shrugged. I'm fine. Why wouldn't I be? She looked at me skeptically. Jake, I know you. I can see it on your face. You're worried. And you're mad. Since I don't think you're mad at any of us, I'm guessing you're mad at yourself. I looked away. Everything will work out, I lied dully. You know, it was kind of funny seeing you and Polo together. Yeah, why? I didn't really care. I was too tired to care. But Cassie was being kind, and I needed some kindness. Because you're the same, you and Polo. He's you, and you're him. The leaders. You know, he took a risk putting down his spear. We might have killed him and his people. There was no way he could know if it was the right thing to do. He just made the best decision he could. That's all anyone can ask from any leader. I felt for Cassie's hand in the rain. It was too dim and gray to see her face well. I'm so tired, I said. Cassie laid her head on my shoulder. I know, Jake. Rest. Just rest. Rest.